0: Welcome to the 100% Finance Podcast with Juan Pablo, the podcast where we will show you how to get income producing assets like real estate and businesses with little to no money out of your pocket so you can say goodbye to the nine to five and be financially free. Here's your host, Mr. Cashflow, Mr. Credit Repair, Mr. Business Credit. Mr. Buy and hold until the wheels fall off, the people's mentor, Juan Pablo. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Juan Pablo from 100% Finance at 100percentfinance.com. Thank you for joining our next rendition of our 100% Finance podcast. Today's topic, we will discuss how to get business credit without a personal guarantee. I know I had a lot of people ask about this, so I just want to follow up with you guys and just give you some great information. So on the line, I have uh, Mr. Lane Muggleston. Is that correct? Is that to pronouncing your, your last name correct? Close, Juan, but that's okay. It's Muggleston, <laughs> but as I mentioned, just Muggleton. call me Lane. It's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Lane. I, I really appreciate having you on the call. So he will discuss with me about... Uh, in business credit without a personal guarantee. So without uh, awesome, further you. ado, I would like you to uh, introduce yourself. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, Wayne.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Juan. And thanks again for inviting me on to be able to do this. I love being able to talk about business credit, promoting business credit. Business credit has just been a passion of mine um, for the last, oh, eight, nine years. I got started with business credit. It was actually – in some ways it looks like kind of a fluke. I look at it as a destiny in a way. I was working for corporate America with a fairly large um, rental operation enterprise rent a car and I just wasn't quite happy. And I came across a gentleman and this was yeah, nine years ago, and he had this idea and he said, Hey, I'm I'm interested about business credit and I said, Well what's business credit? he said, Well I'm I'm gonna build a company around how to provide business credit he goes do you want in and to the surprise of my family and my wife I said sure and uh, and it's been awesome ever since so yeah about nine years ago I jumped on board with him and we probably just started within the industry itself with a few others and just started to learn and to produce products out there to help people learn about business credit, uh, gain business credit, and be able to uh, expand their overall businesses using business that's separate from their personal guarantee.
0: Oh, that's excellent. And uh, so I guess you, you you climbed the ranks, and now you're the uh, the director of sales for a business credit consulting firm, which is uh, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Where oftentimes, it seems like in this industry, people jump one to another industry overall, I've really enjoyed helping business owners through the process of building up that credit. Um, I know the other day, uh, someone asked me how many clients or how many businesses I've helped through the years, and I had to look at it, and I thought, well, at first it was pretty slow, but it got to a point where now I think, well, it's been close to over 8,000 different businesses. Going through the program, wow. helping them establish Dunham & Bradstreet accounts, helping them be able to obtain funding for their businesses. So I know I look at from where we started and from where I started and where I went is pretty, pretty remarkable.
0: Wow. So it's always great to have an expert on the line. And uh, as, as a side note, it's funny. You're probably the fourth person that I know that used to work for a rental car place. And decided not oh. to do that anymore and pursue their own their own business, whether it was real estate investing or any mm. other type of uh, entrepreneurial endeavor. That's, that's, that's pretty funny.
1: Not to talk bad about Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I always rent with them. They were one of the best companies to work for.
0: It's I just in a
1: rut. Yeah, after eight years working for them, I just got to the point where I'm like, I just need something new. and this came along and it really interested me and i thought awesome
0: i'm going to do it hey well that's good uh kudos to you for that um yeah so 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 great thanks thanks for the introduction mm-hmm. lane i really appreciate that so since we we kind of touched on it um can you explain to people what exactly is business credit
1: Sure, absolutely. I'd like to describe business credit similar to personal credit, kind of um starting off with similar beliefs or understanding. Both um the best way to describe it overall is comparison between English to let's say Spanish or Chinese. Both are languages that are used to communicate. However, Both of the languages are completely different. It's similar to business credit and personal credit. They're a way to record information about either personal or business entities. However, how they're created are completely different, like English in comparison to Chinese. So what you can take from personal credit knowledge dealing with Experian, TransUnion, uh, Equifax, there are similarities uh, when it comes into business credit dealing with Dun & Bradstreet, corporate Experian, and corporate Equifax. However, how those reports are created and their numbers are different, and that's where the confusing thing takes place between trying to understand business credit in comparison to personal credit. Um, Oftentimes, people didn't recognize or even know that your business entity, that EIN number, can build up a credit history similar to the personal um, aspect. And that's, in a nutshell, what business credit is.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. And um, how did you help those 8,000 or so clients obtain business credit without a personal guarantee? It first came with knowledge to explain the difference
1: between the two. Where for an example, um, your personal FICO score, your personal reports are based on your number of inquiries, your utilization, based on recent account history or derogatory information. On the business side, With Dun & Bradstreet, for an example, their number one reporting score is a Paydex score, and it is based on how well you pay your bills. That's it. It's do you pay your bills early, do you pay them on time, or are you late? And your Paydex score is determined on that one factor alone. So to help explain to them beforehand and say, this is why it's important to pay your bills on time with business credit, is if you pay it, even on the day that it's due, oftentimes Dun & Bradstreet will report that as a negative factor. So as soon as you get your invoice for a business credit account, make sure you pay that promptly, because that will basically provide an 80 Paydex score, which is in industry out is 80 as 80 is. a perfect paydex score you can get higher than an 80 but oftentimes that comes with years of paying your accounts not on time but even early a uh, prompt beforehand but if you've got an 80 that's pretty perfect when it comes to Dun & Bradstreet
0: oh uh, that's that's I'm glad you can clear that up I'm sure that's one of the misconceptions most um entrepreneurs have when getting started in business credit because uh, I remember when I used to work for, uh, for the government when I had a day job mm-hmm. I remember my supervisor she used to always think she was crazy and she said this but I, I was the guy who was like oh the, the meeting starts at 10 a.m.? Alright I'm going to walk in at 10.01 <laughs> you know or 9.59 <laughs> at the earliest and she's like no Juan if you ever show up on time you're late I'm like what do you mean I'm late it started at 10 but I see how that relates mm-hmm. towards uh, your pay desk score by paying ahead mm-hmm. of time that uh, makes you look good where your uh, your your paydex score, score is uh, concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you uh, you brought that up, and it's good to know that those other factors don't matter. Yes, you're right. When you're when you're applying for financing for your uh, your personal credit, you know, having a lot of inquiries can have a, a negative effect or a negative impact. But you're saying well, well they should credit clarify. No
1: yeah, I should clarify okay. a little on that, uh, Juan, because they do. Sure still impact the process overall so they don't have a, a complete no impact um, it's just it's minimal in comparison to personal credit where inquiries for an aga- example on the personal credit they'll really look for the last six months and they'll show up for the last two years we're on business credit when you're applying if it's recent inquiries that have shown up in the last month They really apply. But if it's beyond that, then it's considered old. So in comparison to personal, it can still affect it, but it doesn't affect, like, the
0: Paydex score at all. Okay. Thank you. And just to Mm -hmm. switch gears a little bit, um, since since we discussed, like, a a common misconception, are there any other common misconceptions out there about business credit? I guess the other
1: common... Yeah, a common misconception is that it's impossible to build business credit without a personal guarantee. That's probably one of the number one questions that I receive is, is there a way to get true business credit established without having to provide your social security number? That's probably the the number one topic, number one misconceptions that are out in the market
0: today. Mm. Great, great. All right, uh so can you briefly tell the listeners about the process just say from start to finish mm-hmm. of obtaining business credit and also you know how people can obtain business credit through the program that you that you offer
1: yeah, absolutely, probably the best way is to um Describe two avenues or two ways that a business credit B can, can be established. I like to give them the description of as if you're a runner or a race where you can sign up for a marathon, which is, you know, 26.2 miles that are out there. and Then you can do a sprint. Um, with business credit, both of those type of options are available. You know, there's a marathon thought process where you can build up credit step by step, but it does take some time. And then there's sprints where you can get done with a raise fairly quickly, and also with business credit that you can obtain it fairly quickly. So the process step by step of obtaining business credit without your personal guarantee is similar to a marathon. It is gonna take some time. Um, And that often is a misconception that's out there that it can be done fairly quickly, but where truly is it does take time to build up a credit history without having to use your personal guarantee. Um, Initially, one of the very most important steps that people tend to just skip over Uh, I call the corporate conformity. It's making sure that your company looks and operates the way a company should look and operate. For an example, in criteria for applying for credit, they'll often look to see, does the name listed with the Secretary of State, your EIN number, and your bank account all match up, as well as the phone number, the actual physical address? For the company, and if they don't, oftentimes the applications will immediately be declined just because the information doesn't match up. So the corporate conformity, in my mind, is very important because that's just the initial step to make sure you look correct and you are operating the way a lender expects a business to look and operate. After that has been accomplished, you want to be able to make sure your Dun & Bradstreet corporate experience accounts are established. Um, one issue or pitfall that many business owners come in, in, I guess, in, in play with when it comes to business credit is, is if their address or if their corporate conformity is off, they'll establish multiple business credit reports. The business bureaus, Dun and Bradstreet and Corporate Experian, they don't follow the EIN number the same way personal credit follows the Social Security number they'll often create accounts based on your business address, the name of the company and your phone number. So if that information is inconsistent, what happens is you could have two or three different Dunham & Bradstreet accounts established or two or three different corporate Experian accounts established, um, which just prolongs the process of trying to build up business credit. So. After your conformity is established, make sure you have a good Dun & Bradstreet account with correct information and corporate experience account established. That comes basically right afterwards. From there, it's a process of simply building up the accounts that are reporting back to your credit bureaus. And this is why it takes time, similar to personal credit, where if you establish a new starter account and then you want to build it up, use the account pay it off get monthly payment history after six months ask for an increase build up a few more accounts that process is similar to business credit the issue is is finding vendor accounts that report out on the industry i mean there's thousands of business vendor accounts that you can apply for under your business ein number However, finding the ones that truly report to Dun & Bradstreet or Corporate Experian is the issue. They have strict criterias that they place upon the vendors. So for an example with Dun & Bradstreet on a monthly basis, you need to make sure you can report, I think it's 500 current clients on a monthly basis to qualify. So unfortunately, if you're a mom and pop store who might have less than 500 clients on a monthly basis, you won't qualify for Dun & Bradstreet's reporting. Um, So you can build up vendor accounts, but finding the ones that report are really important. So we have a group that we simply call the starter vendor account. Some of them people have heard of like Quill, Uline, Granger are great accounts that can give you business credit without checking your personal guarantee or business credit history. After they have reported back, which typically takes about 45 to 60 day time frame, then you build your next accounts, some fleet gas cards, accounts with, you know, possibly Shell or mobile. And after they've reported back, then you build on another group. So step by step, you simply build up these vendor accounts so that they're reporting back to your credit bureau. So you, then have enough strength to apply for business credit cards without the use of your personal guarantee. So definitely the goal is in place. You can reach it, but it does take some time building up of the initial vendor accounts to qualify to have enough business credit to get those approvals as that main goal of those credit cards or line of credits down the road.
0: Okay, so. Just to sum it up, um, you said conformity. I also heard someone say, you know, just to be in compliance. Is that about accurate? Mm-hmm. It's like certain things you have to look a certain way in order to. That's exactly what it is,
1: Juan. Yep, exactly. Okay. Yep, corporate conformity or corporate compliance. Yeah, that's synonymous. Yeah, that's definitely important. And oftentimes, if you get a decline at a bank, more than likely it's because of that reason that a decline came through, and oftentimes the bank will say, oh, unfortunately, you're declined, but they won't go into the reasoning of
0: why it happened, yeah. And it can be something as simple as the the address they have on their EIN just doesn't match up with uh, another address located somewhere. Okay, You put a cell phone phone number, yeah, you put the cell phone number
1: rather than your business number that's listed in 411, yeah, something as simple as that
0: and you're denied. Okay, so once you pass that part, then you can start applying for vendor lines in which you said you have a, a starter kit, so to speak, of a lot mm-hmm. of vendors that you typically recommend people to do. Then after that point, I assume, after a certain period of time, they'll be able to qualify for revolving accounts, which they can exactly. use for any purpose. Is that, is that accurate?
1: That is accurate. Yep. Uh, The first accounts, those net accounts are ones that are limited specifically to products or services from that particular store. And after enough of those are built up, you can get a revolving account, uh, again, with stores. And so it's still limited to specific products or services. But after those net accounts then revolving accounts with the stores are established, you can get Visa MasterCards where you can use yeah anywhere Visa MasterCard is accepted and um I believe in, yeah even American Express. So actual business credit cards.
0: Okay, perfect. And so what are the time frames uh, generally speaking? Um and the results for someone from start mm-hmm. to finish.
1: Great question, which reminds me, um, I just went over, I guess, the process of the marathon thought process, you know, without using any personal guarantee, because that can take, you know, six months time frame to build up enough accounts to be able to appal- apply for those tax ID credit cards around, you know, nine month time frame. Um, so typically around that nine month time frame, nine to 12 months is where you're getting those initial credit cards where All along the process, you can be establishing the the store account. There is ways you can get funding a lot quicker, kind of that sprint mentality, but that does come with using your personal guarantee or business collateral or your past financials. Basically, if you bring something to the table that already has been established, that's where you can get funding within the first 30, 60 days timeframe. you can have better results when you do use good personal credit that's just natural because the lenders will want to um, give out larger amounts larger approvals if you're providing that personal credit but without personal credit, you can still obtain you know ten to twenty thousand in credit cards after building up you know twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of vendor account so you can even expect during that twelve month time frame to have 50000 in business reporting credit.
0: Okay, great. I actually had a client, um, had a question mm-hmm. about that. They said, well, what if I could start with your program, but I already had a an 80 payday score? What would you say to that client?
1: Oh, awesome. I would say that's fantastic because you've already um, – have basically got a head start upon others. So if you already have the Paydex score established and have a Dun & Bradstreet, it's still important to go through the corporate conformity and making sure what's reporting on your Dun & Bradstreet is correct, but you can immediately get into, even probably beyond those starter vendor accounts, right into the revolving store accounts. So it can definitely help uh, give them a head start.
0: Okay, and uh, would would it be accurate to say that from start to finish, uh, it can take about six months to a year?
1: Correct. Yep, that's exact time frame. It's hard to pinpoint down exact time frame just for the reason of a client might already have that Paydex score established, so it can be within six months. But if it's a brand new startup company and they have zero credit established, then yeah, it typically is going to be closer to that 12-month time frame just because there's they're starting out with zero history initially.
0: I think that's a misconception right there, that most people, they think you got your business has been incorporated for over two years it has to the season. So are you saying mm-hmm. if a company uh, just was incorporated yesterday, a year from now they can get business credit without a personal guarantee?
1: That's correct. They can get the business credit even within that first, you know, 60 days in the form of those starter vendor accounts, which still is called business credit, but they can still get those credit cards within that year time frame by building up enough of the business credit. Now, of course, on that sprint thought process, if they have a brand new startup company and they happen to have a great personal credit report, they can get business credit cards in the first 30 days, even with brand new startup companies. So there's ways to establish business credit uh, in those cases with no financials, no business history, no Dun & Bradstreet, just by using your personal
0: guarantee. guarantee. Correct. Okay. And um, I know results can vary, but typically since you've serviced about 8,000 or so Mm-hmm. Within a year's time, what is like the minimum or the average you see people receive in business deposit credit?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, when it comes to without using your personal guarantee, it's right around that 50000 in business credit, and that's all forms of the business credit, so the store credit, vendor credit those starter vendor accounts plus the credit cards. So if you added up all of those different accounts and approvals would be right around 50,000. But if you're using other aspects like financials or personal credit, um, collateral that you might have out there under your business name, I've seen people get approvals, you know, quarter of a million into 500,000. I mean, there's the sky's the limit based on what you're bringing to the table. Um, I know our funding department, we have a department that all they do is just help with business funding, Um, and I think they've reached to a point where they're able to, oh, even through private equities or through a number of different resources, I mean, they do incredible. I'd have to ask our funding manager on exact numbers. I haven't been in that department for a while, but uh, I know on average they're always funding over a million dollars on a monthly basis and they've got the goal by the end of the year to be up into the five and 10 million range hey well, i need to
0: talk to those guys
1: <laughs> yeah so I can get
0: some well, money <laughs> you should
1: that's a great idea juan on another one of your podcasts you should talk with our funding manager and go to specifically on the funding yeah we should bring that up with them
0: <laughs> oh yeah most definitely and uh just just to give people a heads up like even if you do start off with a smaller amount within a year, just say fifty thousand. That just goes to say, at least you got your foot in the door. You can always increase those lines. Is that about accurate as well?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And where you compare it to others who've started out and they have zero business credit, it puts you ahead of the game. It allows you to have at least some financing in place to help you through those initial years. Because um, when you look at business entities that are established, I think what they say is, Close to 90% of the businesses fail within that first year, two-year time frame. And often it's because they don't have finances to keep them going. And this helps you through that process. It helps you get the foundation, get the funding needed, get the credit, so then your company can survive those critical
0: first couple years. All right, great. And uh, if you had to split your client base in, say, three categories or three industries, Mm -hmm. of of Mm -hmm. certain type of businesses or people who uh, use services? What would those three industries be?
1: Sure. Probably the number one category out there are new business owners, someone who is excited, they're an entrepreneur, they want to be able to start a business, they have a great idea, but they are lost on how to get the funding or the credit. They're probably the number one group who really – reach out and search to obtain business credit Um, the second main group i've noticed are people who have been in business and they want to expand but the issue comes is they've gone in to apply for funding and they've gotten declined and they don't know why Um, that's the second main group is then they start researching and trying to figure out well how in the world do you build business credit Um, i guess a third category out there You know, when I think about it, Juan, the two main ones, those are the two main ones. I guess other ones that would be out there are people who are interested in uh, being able to um, get into the industry for business credit purposes and turn around and help others in a way um, where they're interested. Say, for example, they have a business where they're providing personal credit, and now they're interested in learning about business credit to be able to help their own clientele base so probably business owners like yourself who are interested in providing education and helping others learn about this uh, not secret but uh, industry that really is just starting off and growing.
0: Okay great and people they can use business credit once they get those revolving accounts for pretty much any business use is that correct?
1: That's correct. Well, some of the revolving accounts, if it's connected directly to the store, is still limited to the store, but those Visa MasterCards, okay. yeah, they can be used for any purposes, used for their business in itself. That's correct.
0: Okay. And do you have any type of uh, stories you'd like to share about clients you that just kind of just like stick out to you, of clients who used the services in the past?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess here's a story about a funding client that came through our program. Initially, just learning about business credit, got their foundation, and uh, it was oh, it was early November, and the client came to us and said, "Hey, I've got a great deal." He ran a computer store. He goes, "I really want to increase my inventory so I can participate in the Black Friday specials, you know, to try to get that, you know, that growth." And he goes, "But I don't know how to to go about, you know, doing it." And we said, well, okay, based on your information, and unfortunately, he had pretty poor personal credit, and he wasn't able to apply using personal guarantees, but he had good business credit, and he had good monthly numbers. So we were able to help him get a cash advance on his business using his business credit and using uh, what information he had. He was able to double his inventory turn right around during the month of December and pay off the loan. And he turned to us and he said, that was incredible. He did the exact same thing again for a Christmas special and a New Year's special. And it it almost doubled the amount of um, product he was able to sell than the entire year uh, previously. So uh, I look at that and I said, it worked out perfectly for this gentleman. He used it for the right purposes. He was able to expand. Now he has all those extra clientele base that came through his doors um, to be able to receive funding. Um, so yeah, it absolutely works.
0: Well, wow, that's a great story. So that just sparked another question in my mind about um, yeah. the reasons why people use business credit. Is the number one reason in your experience is because of growth? Number one growth. They want
1: to expand. Yes. There are the other is the second probably number one reason is they want to have a security. They want to be able to know that they have the ability to have credit established. So if something comes up into the future, which is hard to tell, I mean, you can't tell the future, but they have the security of knowing, hey, at least my credit is there available for me to use when something needs to come up. But truly, the first one, just as you mentioned, is, yeah, expansion, growth, wanting to take them to the next level, and then it comes to that security level, making sure that they feel comfortable and they've got the credit available. So if a concern comes up, then they know, hey, I've got the credit to be able to help my business get
0: through it. That, that's very true, and that's the reason why I use my business credit cards is that uh, I'm trying to expand, I'm looking to expand. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just like... uh. Normally, yeah, my background is real estate investing, but even for uh, having an online business, you might want to use paid advertising, and you can use that for paid advertising, get more leads, convert mm-hmm. them to paying customers, and you make mm-hmm. more money, you know, your bottom line. And then also, for a real estate investor standpoint, I like to keep them just in case if that boiler goes out, that furnace goes out in the middle of winter, mm-hmm. you know, at least yep, I can quickly absolutely. make – I mean, of course, I have reserves, I have savings, but – Worst case scenario, at least I still have that as a backup.
1: Yep. Cash flow is the number one thing that can allow a business to grow or kill a business. So having the credit to handle those cash flow issues as you work through as a business is really important.
0: Right, right. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. So um, any final words you'd like to say? Any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: You know I do. There's something back in. Uh, here's a little story about Lane Lane as back in high school. I I had a very difficult time with the school structure, and my parents recommended that I with ladies.
0: Oh, with the ladies. That too, but uh, <laughs> so I wanted to get money to get business credit. <laughs>
1: Well, my parents recommended, they say, hey, well, you need to go out for a sports team. And I wasn't, I'm not very big. So uh, when it came down to football or something, I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to get hurt. So I went out for the swim team. And I'm so glad I did because my coach inspired into us um, three initials. And they were PBA. And it comes originally from Dale Carnegie. Oh, no, actually, uh Norman Vincent Peale, where the PBA stands for perceive, believe, and then achieve. And it's something that stuck with me all throughout my high school, into college, into my business career is that with the mindset of an entrepreneur, you have to first have the dream. You have to perceive it. You have to look and say, hey, this is what I want to go out. Then you have to believe in yourself enough to go out and with to then get the third and achieve it and it has to go in that that process you can't just achieve it without believing in it first or even perceiving so just in the mindset of an entrepreneur one words of advice that came from me that i just loved is you perceive what you want to accomplish believe in yourself to actually do it and then simply go out there and achieve it
0: that's great. Not, not really uh, tied into today's uh, podcast because uh, I hear that a lot, you know, when I uh, consult with, with clients about business credit that, oh, mm-hmm. my credit sucks. I won't be able to get the funding for my business or I, I don't have any money. I don't have any savings. I don't know anyone who has it. But I'm like, there's still another option. As long as you, like mm-hmm. you said, as long as you can perceive that you can have a, a healthy business, you believe it and you take action on it and you, you will achieve it. And that's just one option right there is yep. using yep. business credit without a personal guarantee.
1: Correct. You know, as yep. long as
0: you stick, stick with it and you, like you tied in with that sports analogy and as long as you, you're in it for the long haul in that race in that marathon, you can yep. definitely achieve it. Correct. Yeah, that was, that was, that was great. So, um, so if you guys want to learn more about the, uh, the pricing or about the process oh yeah one last thing so what is the process kind of like how do you show people how to get this business credit you can just uh say a very brief if if, if at all possible oh,
1: yeah no not a problem we have the online portal where clients can log in any time during the day and build up business credit right from wherever they're at mobile uh, as long as you have an internet connection, you can get into the actual site and go through your own unique username and password online portal as well as Monday through Friday, have an advisory team coaching department basically. so as questions come up, you can pick up the phone, reach help with an individual about your specific company issues because uh, truly, each business is unique, each person is unique, and that's what's uh, great about having a, a coaching department is you can reach someone and say, hey, I need some help. Here's what's happening with my denim Bradstreet, or here's what's happening with trying to get my entity established. You know, can you help me out? Um so that's the the main kind of initial process of what
0: we're able to help with. Oh, that's excellent. With eight thousand uh customers, it has you gotta be doing something right. Uh <laughs>
1: Well, that's just from me personally because that's uh, not even including our current numbers or advisors because I've been out of the advisory role for the past, oh, two and a half years. So that's just prior numbers. So even more
0: now. Wow. I like numbers, big numbers. So if you had to put a dollar amount (laughs) out of all the lending you gave out, what would that number be if you had to guess?
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, it would have to be into a, probably the twenty millions, um, yeah. Wow. And that's just a number offhand, and I'm sure if I went through and actually thought about how much funding through these clients overall, it probably would be even more than that. But yeah, quite a bit.
0: All right, great, great. Thanks, thanks, Lane, again for your time. Uh, greatly appreciate. It. I'm sure our, our listeners will get a a uh, get a lot of great information from this podcast. So thanks again for your time. And, uh, oh, um, thank you once for to, inviting me. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have to set that up next time with the, uh, the, the funny guy we, uh, made reference to earlier. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I just wanted just to end this podcast and to say, uh, as always, to your success, God bless. Our right, Peace.